Welcome to the Mike Ferry TV podcast. Hear from the global leader in real estate sales training and coaching, the legendary Mike Ferry. Every Monday, you'll listen to Mike Ferry discuss a variety of topics to help real estate agents and brokers grow their real estate business by focusing on improving their mindset, developing their skills, and creating a plan of action to increase their production. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to Mike Ferry TV. We are interviewing today a very unique character, one of my heroes, and he's a hero for a lot of reasons, and I'll express that to you in a few minutes. But let's welcome Mr. Maverick Malik, um, his beautiful wife, Karen, and they live in a terrible place. It's just sad to even have to say it out loud. They live in the state of Hawaii, and they've been there for seven years, and you can see by the smile on Maverick's face that he's suffering a lot all the time. It's terrible, yeah. So which which island do you guys live on now? Uh, we're on we're on the uh, Hawaii island, the the big island, and okay. uh, as it was known. Uh, so if you were to look at a map of of Hawaii, we're the most southern of uh, all the islands. How, how did you pick that island as a place for you and Karen to live? Uh, we had traveled to all the islands uh, on vacation, and uh, we we decided at one point that uh, it's always been my dream to want to actually live in Hawaii, and so we you know, traveling around and we, we determined that the big island was the best suit for us. And it, um, you know, small town, good, good community. It's on the west side. So we get to see the sunsets. The water is beautiful. So it's not uh, overcrowded. It's just, just a, a beautiful place to live. It's paradise. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, what is the population of the island that you're on? Uh, 250,000, but most of them are on the other side. Okay. So is it a pretty is it a pretty active real estate market? Very active. We have uh, roughly sixteen hundred sales in, on my excuse me on my side of the island each year. Uh, we have uh, roughly nine hundred real estate agents. So say how many transactions again, please? Sixteen hundred. And with nine hundred agents. Nine hundred agents. So most of the agents are doing between zero and less transactions a year. That is correct. That's interesting. So um, what, what is the, uh, you know, you hear about island fever because, you know, as you know, Samir and I had a home in Maui for a long time and, and I, I loved it. She loved it. But after about 10 days, you know, she was uh, driving herself crazy driving around the island and wanted to come back to the mainland. Yeah. Um, the island, what's that like? Um, it's different visiting versus actually living here because living here, we know we're, we're not going back, you know, to the mainland. Yeah. And so you just start to learn to accept living here and, and dealing with the fact that you are, you know, 2,600 miles from the nearest uh, state. And, and you just accept things that are not here, like, um, you know, certain shopping and restaurants and so forth. They're just not here. But during COVID, it was awesome because we were kind of isolated to ourselves. And uh, so it actually worked out pretty well. So you, you could have picked probably not a better spot to be isolated for that length of time than where you guys were that whole time. Yeah, yeah. It was, Good you know, you. we, we love the outdoors. And so it was a <laughs> COVID did not bother us. So you're also um, an athlete. You're a marathon and ultra marathon participant. Um, they have that big giant triathlon in Hawaii. That's, is that something you participated in? Uh, yes, yeah, so I've actually, so the Ironman World Championship, uh, I've completed uh, three times. Good. And t- tell us, because I, I, 
I have a couple of other friends that have competed in it. Um, the format of this. So it's, so it's um, a 2.4 mile ocean swim, followed by a 112 mile bike ride. And then it's a 26.2, a marathon uh, run afterwards, it's all done within a specific time <clears throat> with cutoffs. Uh, but in order to get here, you have to qualify by doing another uh, Ironman or half Ironman somewhere else in the, in the U.S. or uh, actually in the world. So it's very so competitive to get here. So do they give you a couple of days rest between each event? I'm just <laughs> no, it's, it's time limited. So if you don't finish, you're, you're cut off. Yeah. And uh, so it's all done within one day. We got actually 17 hours from start to finish. And after 17 hours, they cut it off. That is so. that's incredible. Good for you. I mean, that's, Thank you. That's a real physical, mental, emotional feat, which makes selling real estate kind of easy in comparison. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I was always uh, for the last, I've been now racing, uh, let's see, for 20, 25 years. And uh, I always look at real estate as, uh, an endurance. It's not uh, short, quick uh, things. It's it's an endurance. And so someone says, uh, you know, they have a hard time prospecting for three hours. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. I just don't, I don't get it. Three hours is nothing. Yeah. Three hours goes by like that. If you're yeah. active participating, that's for sure. That's right. That's right. How long have, how long have we known each other? Uh, so, <laughs> It's been a long time, since 1990, okay. back when I had black hair, thick black hair. But it was, it was interesting because I was, um, I was new to the business and uh, in typical broker training, I was told, here's your desk, here's a phone and a phone book, good luck. And so I just, I didn't know what to do. And, and a young lady in my office came by and said, hey, why don't you come door knocking with me? And I said, sure. And so we went on door knocking. She said, you take this side, I'll take that side. And so we're out door knocking. I, I noticed about halfway down the block, she goes into a house. I finished my side of the street and I start coming back on her side. She comes out waving papers. And I said, what's that all about? She goes, oh, I just knocked on the door. I was using my script. I'm like, oh, I didn't know you had a script. And she goes, uh, you know, when do you plan on moving? And they said, well, funny that you asked. We're, or, you know, we're, we plan on talking to agents really soon. She goes, so she went and she actually listed the house on the spot. Wow. And I said, how do you, how do you do that? And she was, oh, some guy named Mike Ferry taught me. And I said, well, who is he and where is he and so forth? And so she said, oh, he's going to be speaking at the Modesto Convention Center with Floyd Whitman. And so we went like the next, next week or something. So her and I sat in the front row, uh, went up and I talked to you afterwards and, you know, loved what you had to say. And I said, this is for me. Uh, this young lady, Sue, gave me a, one of your cassette programs. Uh, and then I started going to events, you know, action workshops, uh, productivity schools, one day events and so forth of yours in the Bay Area where I was living. And um, so I just started buying all your cassette programs, go to all the events. But then it, was, it wasn't until 1996 when I went to my first superstar retreat. And that's when I joined coaching. Good for you. Yeah. So you've been... You've been a coaching client for a long time. Long time, oh. yeah. Yeah, oh. you know, I, I figured that, uh, last night that I've paid over $300,000 in coaching fees. 
yay, we need more people <laughs> like you. Have you have you had a good return? Uh, yeah, I've made uh, well over $10 million and I quit counting because now it's investments that I own and just the, uh, it's not just the money that I made, but the people that I've met, the relationships that I've created. Um, I, it's a great life. You know, it's been a good life. Well, um, today you and Karen sell real estate, but your primary for you personally is the coaching. How many clients do you coach? I currently coach uh, 36 people. Okay, 36. So you have 36 people that are lucky to be coached by Mr. Maverick Malik. And, uh, um, I know because you are an athlete and you're very, very disciplined, you sometimes see people from a little different perspective than maybe the average person because of your training that you've always been involved in. Do you have a couple common characteristics that you see in people that are you know, in most cases, more successful than others in our wonderful, crazy business? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, a couple of things that come to mind, and we could probably come up with, you know, a list of 10, 15, 20 things. But I just say for a few things, one is they participate. Ah, okay. Okay. They, they, they show up for the coaching calls. They go to events. They have role play partners. They're maybe part of accountability or mastermind group. They, they go to events. They just they really participate and they're, they're involved. Uh, I see when someone is not involved that that is a concern for me because at some point they think they're going to do it on their own or they're going to, you know, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence or, you know, there's a magic formula that they're going to run off to. So yes. the participation is one. Uh, second, I say they're, they're highly competitive. Oh, interesting. Yeah, highly competitive, but they actually hate losing more than they enjoy winning. That is such a great, say that again, because that is a so, great. So they, they're competitive, but they hate losing more than they enjoy winning. So if they're going to listing presentation and they don't get it, they're more upset about the, that one listing that they didn't get versus the other two that they took that week. It's an interesting thought. So they, they, the, um, the, ability to evaluate and figure out why you lost that drives them crazy but they have to go through the process so yeah. they can win often yeah um and then i say another uh, a third characteristic uh, that i noticed is that they're always looking to upgrade and it's not just you know the clothes they wear or you know the house that they're in but it's upgrading their friends where they go on vacation uh how they live their life um, you know, they're constantly looking to upgrade. It's those who, you know, don't do things or go, the, they go to the same vacation every year. Uh, they eat at the same restaurant. Uh, I guess we can call it, they're more versatile. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that to me, that is a common trait that I see with uh, a lot of the top producers. So I, I've written down for our viewers that are hopefully all taking notes, Maverick. I wrote down participate, competitive, and upgrade. And then yep. I wrote a sentence behind each one. So that, that's really great advice. Yeah. I know doing the coaching that there are some frustrations that you experience. So I wrote down, you know, what is the most common challenge that you face in trying to work and help agents move forward? Because there's many types of people and many challenges, but what, what do you see as being a more common? We are, uh, 
the, the only limitations we have on ourselves are the ones that that we self-impose or the ones we put on ourselves we can do so much more than what we think we're capable of and so i see that in the coaching clients that they they hold themselves back there's a glass ceiling that they don't see and they they can do so much more than what they're actually accomplishing yeah. so for me i see it as a coach and i try to help them with that but for me that's that's frustrating also for them frustrating because they you know they go and take a listing their goal is to take two listings for the month for example they take two listings this week and all of a sudden they stop because they're overwhelmed with those two listings, but they could do that probably, they could do that every week if they wanted to. Sure. So it's- It is interesting that you say it that way because I agree, almost all limitations are self-imposed. Yeah. I, I will always kid that uh, the agents that get to watch this interview with you are lucky agents and their broker's not telling them, hold your production down, you know, keep your production <laughs> down. That, those words are never spoken, you know. <clears throat> yeah. But it, it, yes. it's what goes on in here that comes yeah. out of here. So that's correct. And it's it's like um, uh, you know, I tell people that have you know done Ironmans and triathlons and everything, and, and they'll they'll go, oh, I I could do one, and I'll say, mm, no, you can't. And they go, well, why do you say that? I go, because if you could, you would have. Yeah, that's right. And no. you're not done it, so you're not going to go do it. So don't try to kid yourself that you think you could go do it. Just go do it. Don't yep. you know? Okay. It's, it, I tell you, that Nike ad, just do it, yeah. flies every day. So you've got a group of 10 or 12 agents that have come to Hawaii, and you've agreed to meet with them for 30, 40 minutes and share a couple of what you would call key principles to uh, help them succeed. What, what, what ideas would you share if they, if they really want to move their business forward? I would say, uh, first of all, they need to set a goal for what they want to accomplish. Okay. Uh, whatever that may be, they need to, they need to set a goal. Um, you know, when I start out a race, I have a goal, obviously finishing the race, but I, I set a time, right? I, I determine how fast I can do this race and when I want to finish it. And so I've never, uh, let's see, every race that I've started, I've always finished. I never stopped and I've had bloody legs. I've had pretty bad injuries during acts, you know, during the races, I've had cold muscles, I had torn muscles, but it never stopped. So the first thing I say is you need to set a goal and then set action steps in place so that you, along the way, you, you know, you, the goal is to, right, you want to finish and hit the goal, but at the same time, you need to have measurements along the way to make yeah. sure that you're on track to finish that goal. Sure. Which is critically important. You know, I mean, folks understand that we're talking to a world-class athlete today and I'm just the opposite of that. We, you know, we do a little three mile walk every morning and, you know, I've done it for about 160 straight days, which for me is like Good a wreck. Uh, thank you. And of course, as you get a little bit more aged, it's a little bit more challenging. So what I do is I will pick a spot down so far away from me that I say, I'm just going to make sure I get to that spot. Yeah. And then I go, okay, now let's pick the next spot. And then, yeah. you know, finally I'm picking the spot where the car is parked, which is a little celebration. So uh, here's, a, here's an off the wall question. Two yeah. and a half miles swim in the ocean. How long does that take? 
for the pros, they do it in an hour or less. For me, it's, uh, it was an hour and 40 minutes. That's a long time in the ocean. And of course, you have a beautiful ocean all around you. How long yeah, does yeah. how long the 120 mile bike ride take? So the 112 mile bike is, um, again, the pros do it, you know, super fast. But uh, for me, it's uh, five hours. So, and are you, do you stop and rest? Do you stop water? Do you just keep going? No, you just keep going. Um, it's, it was interesting that the first, the first time I did it, uh, the world championship, um, I got stung by a bee inside my ear Oh, about mile 60. And so I couldn't, I couldn't get the stinger out. And so I finished the, the rest of the 50 something miles with the stinger in my ear. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's five hours for me. Um, the first time I did it, uh, we had really strong winds and it was brutal. It took me a little over seven hours to do the bike ride. And then how long does it take? I don't like to drive a car 26 miles. You're, you're running 26. How long does that take you? Uh, for the run, um, the goal for, again, I'm not, I'm a big guy. So I'm, you know, I played college football. I didn't, I'm not a runner to, per se. Uh, so it'd take me five hours to do the, to do the marathon. So the whole thing is a very involved, serious day. It is. It's uh, under four, for me. My best time was thirteen hours, fifty nine minutes, and fifty one seconds. Still under fourteen hours. That's a big accomplishment. Well, I, okay. I'm hoping. I'm hoping, Maverick, that we you know we promote Mike Ferry TV each week, and I'm hoping that everybody really pays attention. I took a whole page of notes on what you've said so far. Um, you know, this is going to play for seven days during the yeah. week it be played. And uh, I hope that everybody watches it two or three times, because uh, if you're not inspired by this young guy right here on the screen with me, then there's something wrong with us. Because I, every time I'm around Maverick, I'm inspired. And especially with where he lives, how he lives, the lifestyle, the discipline, which is the name of the game. So uh, on behalf of all of our viewers, I want to say thank you again for being with us. Thanks for being a great coach. Thanks for being a great agent. And most importantly, thanks for being a longtime friend. Well, thank you very much, Mike. I, I really appreciate it. And you know, I told you once, um, I'll tell you again, is that, you know, you had your, your three mentors. Well, you actually had more, but you, know, you always talk about your three mentors, you know, in your early stages of your, of your career and your life. And I, you know, I told you before, I'll tell you again, you know, you are, you're one of my uh, mentors and I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you a lot. We'll see you very soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Join us next Monday for another episode of Mike Ferry TV. If you like our show, find out more by visiting www.mikeferry.com. And don't forget to check out the Mike Ferry Strategies podcast every Friday for a new message from MFO.